0: listening to the lawn care business success podcast the weekly show sharing proven methods and systems in marketing equipment and customer service educational and motivational to help make your lawn care business an overwhelming success Now, here's your host, Julio Tomei.
1: Welcome, Lawn Care Nation, to another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I'm your host, Julio Tomei, and this is episode number 261, entitled, Building a Lawn Care Business on a Budget. Well, hello, everybody, and thanks again for joining me this week on another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. Really appreciate you guys tuning in each and every week, and of course, for the questions, the comments, and the feedback that you guys have been sending through, and those all-important iTunes reviews, Uh, as I've said uh, in past episodes uh, there, Lawn Care Nation, the single most important thing uh, that you can do uh, to help me and the podcast uh, get the word out that you guys get uh, value from these episodes is by leaving a uh, written review on iTunes. Uh, And uh, as a bonus uh, going forward here, if you're uh, leaving a review on iTunes uh, and you're interested in getting a couple of of the lawn care business success podcast stickers. Uh, I will be mailing them out uh, to people who leave uh, reviews uh, on iTunes for me. Uh, so, if you're interested in a couple of lawn care business success uh, podcast stickers, uh, then uh, just uh, go ahead, uh, head on over to iTunes, leave a review, and then uh, just send me a quick email and let me know that you left a review. I'll head on over to iTunes and check it out, and then uh, I will uh, send you a couple of stickers. Be sure to Uh, include your mailing address uh, in the email when you send it to me. So of course, I know uh, where to send the stickers. But uh, just my way of, uh, you know, saying thank you uh, for you guys that do uh, go and take the time out uh, to, uh, you know, go to iTunes and leave a review there. So for uh, this week's episode, uh, I had a question uh, or a comment rather on one of my YouTube videos recently. And it was a video that I did uh, last year, I believe. And it was uh, basically called, uh, you know, lawn care business set up under $2,000. And in that video, I talked about uh, the types of equipment that I would recommend uh for anybody uh looking to start a lawn care business. And of course, I was uh, you know, doing that video based on my experience over the past, you know, at the time it would have been, uh, you know, either 13 or 14 years when that video uh was done, uh, of, you know, how many years of experience that I had in my own lawn care business. Uh, and I was basing, you know, the recommendations in that video with what I was using up till that point, uh, and my experiences up to that point. Uh, and you have to remember that, uh, you know, if you know me, you know my story of how I started. I dabbled in lawn care uh, before going full-time with it. But it was really just, uh, um, you know, some would call it a side hustle. I wouldn't even call it that. I would call it basically just dabbling in lawn care uh, using my homeowner, you know, MTD mower and, um, you know, my $99 uh, weed eater brand. uh, Weed eater, um, didn't even have a blower, would just take a broom with me. And, you know, I would uh, be that guy that would put those flyers up on uh, you know, telephone poles and stuff that would say, you know, like lawn mowing, $15 and up. And, uh, you know, it was just really just testing the waters, uh, testing to see if, uh, you know, lawn care, um, would be something that I would, uh, be interested in pursuing and just kind of getting, dipping my toes in the water, I guess you could say. Uh, but when I decided uh, a few years later, to actually uh you know pursue it uh seriously and to dive into the pool uh, right in uh you know head first rather than just dipping my toes in the water, Uh, a lot of you guys know that I did that by uh, going head on with a huge investment and buying a lawn care franchise. Uh, So, um, you know, from a bigger, larger company. And uh, in part of that franchise company where I got started, we had, uh, you know, included in your initial uh, franchise purchase, uh, literally about half the cost of the initial purchase price of the franchise uh, included my trailer that I have still to today. um, And it included uh, all of the equipment I would need. And they had everything that you could imagine, Um, you know, from orchard ladders, to hand pruners, to um you know the uh backpack blower uh i think included in the package was two trimmers uh, and at first it was uh two steel uh, combi systems um two uh, and they were um, exactly the same so it was two um i believe they were the km uh, 110s Uh, so two of those one of them with the a string trimmer attachment and one of them with the articulating hedge trimmer attachment uh, and they just gave you those so that uh, I was kind of wondered about that but they gave you two of the exact same thing I ended up um, when I was picking up my package taking one of those out because I was like why do I need two of these exact same uh, combi systems I'll just take one of those with the attachments uh, and then instead I'll get um, uh, a Honda uh, I got a, four, a Honda four-stroke, uh, I think it was a UMK410 or something like that, string trimmer. It was more like a brush cutter with the bicycle handles, um, but that's, you know, another story for another time. Uh, but as uh, the point of that is that the equipment package that they provided uh, was all top of the line stuff. It was all commercial quality and all, you know, very, you know, high end on that spectrum. Uh, You know, from the orchard liars, even the hand pruners, the hand pruners, you would think, okay, they're just going to throw you some cheap little uh, hand pruners included in this, you know, in the equipment package and stuff. But no, they were Falcos. So it was like everything was uh, really high quality. And I attribute a lot of my success To the fact that that's how I got started, Uh, because knowing me, um, you know, I always try to figure out the most uh, cost effective way to get started. And I don't always, uh, you know, go for the most expensive tools uh, right from the beginning. I will try to get by on things that are uh, less expensive. Um, and, you know, I think that's the case for a lot of people out there. Um, you know, a lot of people will uh, try to get by with equipment or tools or whatever the case may be, whatever it is that you're buying in any sort of case scenario, whether it's fishing gear or, uh, you know, camping gear, or maybe you're buying... Um, tools for your lawn care business, or you're buying a computer or whatever the case may be, you know, for a lot of us, uh, you know, there is a limit on funds. Uh, There is no, you know, um, uh, you know, blank check sort of scenario where you can just kind of walk in and say, you know, give me the best of everything, you know, that's a very rare scenario. Uh, And because the equipment package when I bought that franchise was predetermined. And yes, I could swap one or two things out. uh, Like I did, I decided, you know, to change that trimmer for a different model, because there was two of the exact same ones there. Um, And I guess their thinking was that by providing two of them, uh, you know, if one went down, then you still had the other one that you could put those attachments on and get going, which was smart. But like I said, I wanted to have a uh, uh, try out uh, the Honda trimmer as well. So I went with uh, the one of each. But, uh, you know, the point was it was all commercial quality. And I learned uh, from that point on the value of having commercial uh, quality equipment. Because, like I said, my experience up to that point uh, before going, you know, diving into that pool. Was, uh, you know, with my homeowner equipment, my, uh, you know, uh, MTD mower that I think I paid about 220 bucks for, uh, for that mower was like a, you know, at a home center that I bought it at. It had like the, uh, bag on the back, rear discharge bag. Um, It didn't have a side discharge. It came with a mulch plug and it was not self-propelled. So it was just a very, you know, basic mower. Uh, I think it was a four horsepower Briggs & Stratton, um, no blade brake clutch uh, or anything like that. Uh, Just very, you know, um, not quite bottom of the barrel but you know not uh much higher than that either uh and then like i said the 99 dollar weed eater uh that i had weed eater brand string trimmer weed eater the curved shaft you know absolute uh cheapest thing that you could buy in the store as far as a gas powered uh weed trimmer goes you know two stroke uh but one of those two strokes that Regardless of, you know, how perfectly mixed your mix was, it's just plumes of blue smoke uh, pouring out of that thing while you're trying to trim. And it had the little tiny trimmer head that took like, um oh, what is it? Like 065 trimmer line or 08 something, or like really tiny trimmer line. And it only had one string, not even like two coming out of the head, just like one that came out. Um And, you know, I thought, you know, that was... Uh, you know, that was awesome stuff at the time as a homeowner, right? I was like, this is, uh, you know, I'm big time. I'm like the pros here using this stuff. Uh, And, you know, I would uh, finick with some of that stuff. And I remember um, being at a point with my homeowner equipment before getting into lawn care, even, uh, having issues with that string trimmer the next year, you know, not being able to start it, it worked. Okay. The first season, and then the next season, it, you know, didn't do so well. And I thought, okay, well, you know, maybe it wasn't that great to start out with. And, uh, I headed to an actual dealer to buy equipment and it happened to be a steel dealer and they sold me, you know, I can't even remember the model number now. um, something something 45 or something like that it was another uh it was a still uh, or steel uh string trimmer it was curved shaft it was one of their really low end models because it wasn't the orange plastic housings. It was the gray, predominantly gray plastic housings with just some orange, uh, you know, highlights and stuff on it. Um, it was like, you know, uh, they're bottom of the barrel as far as steel goes to. And, you know, it had considerably more power than the $99 weed eater. Uh, but again, it wasn't the greatest because the next season, the same thing happened where it was uh, just very difficult to start and, uh, you know, was having carburetor issues and, and that sort of stuff uh, as well. And I think by that point, that's where I decided to dive head in into uh, lawn care. And I bought that uh, franchise, and, uh, you know, decided to uh, buy that. And I learned the value of commercial equipment in the fact that I could go and be working every single day in my lawn care business, using the equipment each and every day. And it didn't give me any issues. And I could, uh, you know, at the end of the season, put that equipment away and, uh, you know, come back the next spring and it would start right up again. That it was just, there was a huge difference, of course, when you're going from a $99 uh, weed eater, to say, uh, you know, four or $500, uh, weed eater. Um, and, uh, you know, the same, um, uh, you know, was throughout the the line, whether it was, uh, blowers that you were talking about, uh, or the mowers as well, it was just consistently a uh, better quality. So I'm just going to take a quick break and then, uh, we'll get back right into it.
0: At Xmark, we've poured decades of leading edge engineering and old-fashioned work ethic into our Laser Z, the pioneering commercial Zero Turn Rider More Landscape Pros Trust. So now you can experience cut quality, performance, comfort, durability, and reliability beyond your wildest dreams. Stop by your local dealer or visit xmark.com to experience an Xmark Laser Z and the attractive financing offers available now.
1: Okay, so uh as you guys heard there from that ad with Xmark, uh, you guys know that that's uh what I have been using the last few years as far as mowers go. Uh but Xmark uh they make only commercial quality equipment. They make only stuff that is in that higher range. Uh and uh you know with that video that I did of uh, you know a lawn care business setup uh with $2000 and that was using you know, that commercial quality equipment. I had a 21 inch mower in that. And at the time, uh, it was the uh, Honda HRC 216 is what I had been using in the beginning of my uh, lawn care business uh, before I switched uh, to XMark and uh, using... uh, you know, uh, I think I talked about uh, steel combi systems and echo pass systems and things like that, and uh, gave some recommendations for some really high end equipment uh, in that budget. Uh, but one of the comments, uh, as I mentioned earlier, that came from that video uh, recently was somebody asking, "Well, what if you only have a thousand dollar budget? What would you recommend to me? Uh, thinking about starting a lawn care business uh, with only a thousand dollars? Is it possible to?" Uh, buy, uh, you know, a a basic setup uh, for a $1,000? And if so, what would it be that you would buy? Uh, So I started to think about this. uh, And if you guys follow me, uh, or subscribe to me on YouTube, you would have seen Uh, that I also recently, uh, in the past uh, couple weeks, put out a video on this exact same topic as well. Uh, And I basically did a uh, short uh, video version uh, of this uh, topic as well, uh, giving some recommendations uh but because uh the podcast uh gets a whole ton more um listeners uh, to each and every podcast episode versus uh the YouTube channel and videos i figured i would uh do a version of this on the uh podcast as well to help out uh, those guys that are uh, have those same questions and maybe they don't have um you know the courage uh, to come out and ask, Uh, you might feel, um, you know, slight, uh, um, you know, maybe even embarrassment or something to ask about uh, that. A lot of guys I know, uh, in this sort of climate these days, uh, when you reach out on social media and stuff like that, and you ask a question, You see a lot of uh, haters and stuff that tend to bite people's heads off when they ask a question. And, um, you know, uh, with me, uh, you don't get that. Uh, You're going to get an honest answer and I'm going to try to help you as best as I can in any of those scenarios, uh, whether you're, uh, uh, you know, just starting out on a limited budget or you've got a bigger budget. So. Let's cover, uh, what I would, uh, say uh, to start out if I was going to start out myself and, uh, this is what I had, uh, with only a thousand dollar budget, what would I do? So for the, uh, if you watch my video, I'm going to lay this out, uh, basically the same way and say that, uh, uh, you know, uh, first of all, um, I'm going to uh, mention that uh, I'm going to talk about making your purchases at Home Depot. Now, I know you guys are starting to roll your eyes uh, and some of you guys are saying, hey, you know, uh, why would you buy at Home Depot? Support your local dealer, all that sort of stuff. And that's absolutely correct. Go support your local dealer first. I am using Home Depot just uh, for the simplicity of it. Because I can literally look at Home Depot's website. Um, you know, I can go to Home Depot.com, look at the US website, even though I'm in Canada, I can see what they have, I can see the prices there, and because Home Depot is across the country, not only in the US, but it's also in Canada, and I'm sure um they may be already in some other countries as well. I don't know that for sure, but I know that they're in the U S across the U S and I know that they're across Canada. So it just makes it easier uh, and more uh, simple as well. Some of the uh, brands uh, that I'm going to talk about, maybe not all of the dealers carry, uh, but they're available at home Depot. And I find that it's, uh, you know, just through reading comments Uh, and things on videos and watching other people's uh, YouTube videos and forums and stuff like that, uh, a lot of guys get their start by going to, you know, the big box store and uh, getting their equipment, especially if you're just starting out. And like I said, you know, with even asking a question to somebody on a channel to say, Hey, you know, what if you only have a $1,000? What would you buy? And, uh, you know, maybe not having the courage to ask something like that, because you don't want to have people, uh, you know, backlashing against you and stuff that think, uh, um, you know, they're better than you or something like that. uh, Because uh, you only have a small budget to start out with. It's the same, uh, you know, uh, type of scenario uh, with that. And uh, with people talking about, you know, going to Home Depot or, or things like that. But, you know, guys might have that uh, intimidation factor um, of going to the dealer and feeling pressured uh, about buying, you know, you may have that limited budget in the back of your mind. And you go to a dealer, and the dealer might be pushing you towards uh, some more expensive equipment. And you're thinking in the back of your mind, like, I don't want that, like, I'm leaning towards this, or, or, you know, I know, I've had that sort of scenario where you go, and you have, you know, you might do your research, you might look at a piece of equipment, and you go to, you know, a specific store. And, uh, you know, you ask, you know, maybe you can't find it, or you see it on the shelf, or you maybe you need help to bring it down off the shelf, or whatever the case may be. And, uh, you know, you're all set in your mind, you're ready to go in and out, grab this piece of equipment, pay for it and uh, get going. And, you know, the salesperson might Say something that, uh, you know, throws you off, like, Oh, you know, that's not really meant for that, or whatever this, or whatever. What are you planning on doing with it? Oh, I'm gonna do, you know, whatever the case may be. They start to cast doubt on your decision, and it starts indecision. And it always seems sometimes like, you know, they're trying to push you towards more expensive equipment, and you feel that pressure because you have a limited budget to start out with. And yes, it's not ideal, yes, it's not the best way to do something, uh, buying, you know, uh, non-commercial equipment or things like that. But being a single owner operator, um, you know, when you're first starting out, uh, you know, you tend to take care of your equipment more than if you had like multiple crews and stuff like that. And you were just, you know, putting this stuff out there and, and having employees that may not have, uh, you know, accountability and not care about the equipment because it's not them that's invested in it. But this is you, this is you just starting out a lawn care business. And, uh, you know, money's hard to come by when you're starting out, uh, particularly, you know, in tough times, like right now that uh, we're going through uh, with uh, COVID and all that stuff, and you may have lost jobs and uh, are thinking about a change. Yeah, you, know, you know, the job market might be messed up, uh, you know, whatever the case may be. And you're thinking about uh, starting a lawn care business, but you know, maybe you haven't had income for a while, because you've been stuck at home, uh, whatever the case may be, um, you know, and so there's that intimidation factor. So Home Depot, of course, there's a lot less intimidation there. You just walk into Home Depot and, uh, you know, you can pick something off the shelf and, uh, you know, pretty much go start your lawn care business. So those are the reasons I'm going to be talking about, uh, Home Depot. It's not for, uh, you know, any other, uh, uh, reasons or because I don't like dealers or things like that. Uh, if you have the opportunity, of course, it's best to go and uh, build a uh, relationship uh, with your dealer uh, and start that way. But like I said, there's a lot of times where that's just not the case. And but there's Home Depots uh, across the countries that uh, can make it uh, really easy uh, to get uh, uh, that started. Uh the other thing is that uh, for any prices that I'm quoting, uh, I'm going to be quoting the prices in U.S. dollars again because I'm using HomeDepot.com as the reference because that is the uh, majority of you listeners out there, uh, sorry to the Canadians and the Australians and everybody else. I love you guys all. Uh, but, uh, you know, it still, uh, remains that, uh, you know, probably 80% of, uh, the audience that listens to this podcast is from the USA. So, uh, I'm going to go with the USA prices as uh, sort of the guide, just for simplicity's sake, uh, and, uh, go from there. So right. Uh, of course, uh, you know, you guys have, uh, seen my videos you know the types of properties uh, that i uh, predominantly deal with uh, and even when i bought my franchise company um, you know a 21 inch mower uh, was the uh, main mower that was included it, we got trimmers we got blowers A 21 inch mower. there was no other mower included in that package uh, because of the sort of dense cities and stuff so and of course, on a thousand dollar budget, uh, this is the type of mower that's going to be included uh, in this talk is a 21 inch mower to get started. Uh, after all, this is a, you know, like I said, thousand dollar budget. This is a, uh, you know, basic uh, get started lawn care business, uh, you know, uh, focusing in on, uh, you know, those smaller to uh, just, you know, maybe the beginning of medium-sized properties. And, you uh, regardless of, uh, you know, what types of properties uh, that you're focused on. uh, Remember, any mower can mow lawns. And there's just those mitigating factors of, you know, uh, how much time you have, uh versus efficiency but when you're first starting out a lawn care business you usually have more time than you have uh you know uh customers so uh if it takes you a little bit longer to mow a lawn because you're using a 21-inch mower uh you are after all just getting started and uh it is a great way uh to uh you know get your feet wet into uh the industry uh without a huge uh outlay uh, of cost Uh, So you guys know that I'm a big fan uh, of uh, three piece equipment packages. Uh, Like I said, 21 inch mower, a trimmer and a blower. After uh, 2015, when my trailer was stolen, and I used to carry all of my equipment on my trailer, I used to leave it all uh, loaded up in the driveway with equipment and uh, did fine for many many years Uh, and uh, it was uh, in 2015 actually my uh, you know 10th year in business uh, after 10 years of having the trailer full of equipment and stuff uh, that it got stolen and everything uh, uh, pulled out of it and uh, you know the very next day having to get back out there and start mowing lawns uh, you know, and having to just go get the basics right away. While I waited for insurance to compensate me, uh, I did a self-imposed three-piece equipment challenge to see, you know, did I really need all of that stuff that I, I had uh, for all those years? Or could I get away with just using very bare minimum equipment? So, this is what we're going to be focused on uh, with this. So, let's get started with uh, my choice for uh, trimmers uh, when you're, uh, you know, working under that $1,000 budget. So, for trimmers, uh, I would say, you know me you know what I've been using the last few years, you know, that Echo, uh, equipment is my favorite brand of handheld equipment thus far. I'm, you know, not saying, uh, that it's the absolute, uh, best equipment out there. Uh, but it's not, uh, I'm not saying it's not the best equipment out there. Uh, I'm just saying that of the equipment that I have used, I've used Honda, uh, trimmers before and I've used uh, steel uh, trimmers before predominantly in my lawn care business Uh, and the Echo by far has been uh, the most reliable like hands down there's not even uh, a question about it Uh, and you know with that other equipment, um, you know, even with those other brands, uh, they were top of the line pieces of equipment. You know, it wasn't their cheap end stuff. It was their most expensive uh, type of stuff. And the Echo is by far, hands down, way more reliable Uh, in my case, in my scenarios, in my experience may be different for everybody everybody seems to have you know different um, likes and dislikes and stuff but that's uh, what I'm going to go with and because they're available at Home Depot it makes it the perfect fit. So under this uh, $1,000 budget the other thing I like about uh, Echo Equipment is uh, that they've got a really wide range of products they've got stuff on the lower end stuff on the higher end but it's all really good quality um you know across the board you guys know i've been to uh, Echo's facility in uh, lake zurich um for the you know past uh, three years i visited their factories and uh, uh, seen them put together the equipment. It's all very high quality. Uh, so I'm going to go with a, uh, a classic, a favorite of uh, a bunch of lawn care businesses that you see online. Tons of people on Instagram swear by these. And that is uh, the SRM225 if you're looking for a basic standalone trimmer. It's a fantastic uh, unit. I have not used them in my own lawn care business uh, myself, uh, but I have seen them. I've held them. Uh, You know, I've tried them out there at Lake Zurich, uh, and they're just a a great, uh, you know, fantastic unit. Straight shaft, uh, which is what you want. You don't want to go with curved shaft stuff. Uh, The extra reach that you get uh, from a straight shaft being able to get under park benches and uh, shrubs and stuff that are Uh, you know, quite overgrown, but the lawn's kind of growing underneath them, lets you reach right under there. So you want a straight shaft trimmer, you don't want to mess with that curved shaft stuff. So the ECHO SRM 225, if you're looking for just a strict, you know, basic uh, string trimmer, now that uh, particular string trimmer, I believe at uh, Home Depot, is going to be in the range uh, of about uh, $229 uh, for that in U.S. dollars. Uh, So uh, for a little bit more money um, would actually be my, you know, Better recommendation, uh, and that is uh, as I mentioned earlier uh, from the other video I did, the uh, uh, equipment set up under two thousand dollars. I talked about uh, steel combi systems and echo pass systems. Well, it doesn't change here either, so much better value when you're first starting out to get in an, uh, an attachment capable type machine like a steel combi or echo PAS or pass system, Uh, something that is, uh, you know, the engine uh, uh, with the uh, controls on it uh, with that uh, junction point in the middle where you can put those different attachments. So you have one engine and you can have the string trimmer attachment on it. You can buy a hedge trimmer attachment for it. You can buy um, a sidewalk blade edger attachment for it. You can get the uh, uh, bristle broom attachment, like whatever, you know, the case may be. There's so many different attachments, um, that you can get. I think Echo has at least like 16 different attachments, uh, that are available for the pass. And the nice thing about this is that rather than buy, uh, obviously a standalone machine, you're like that, um, SRM 225 for $229. Uh, I believe that the, um, Uh, PAS-225, which is basically the exact same machine, um, obviously denoted by that 225 model number, uh, just with one being the SRM, the standalone, and then one being the PAS-225, which is the attachment capable version, I believe is 249. Um, So it's not that much of a big difference there to get the attachment capable uh, version of that with the string trimmer attachment. But even better is that Home Depot sells uh, little kits of these or, or combos that also include the sidewalk edger. Uh, and I believe it's $299 for, uh, in US dollars for the SRM 225 with the string trimmer attachment and the uh, sidewalk blade edger attachment. So, right off the bat, you know, two of the most used attachments that you would need, two of the most used tools that you would need uh, that string trimmer and then having that blade edger. And that blade edger, you know, as a beginner starting out in lawn care, that's going to give you an edge right away over your competition. Uh, you know, being able to cut those nice crispy edges, cut those overgrown edges. You know, you can string trim with, and uh, string trim your edges. Um, and I've done videos on that on how to edge uh, sidewalks and stuff with a string trimmer but remember even I uh, with 15 years of experience, I can you know edge uh, sidewalks and make them look uh, fantastic with a string trimmer but it's taken many many years to get uh, that good to get to that uh, quality where you can't tell the difference. And I always start the year, every lawn using the blade edger to cut the initial lawn or to cut that initial edge. Uh, I don't just go out there for the first time and and try to do it with a string trimmer. There's no way you're going to get it nice and crispy like that. But it's easy to maintain a edge that has been cut with a blade edger, uh, you know, with string once it's done and it's kept up, you know, each and every week with practice, you can make it look uh, fantastic. So, you know, that uh, PAS 225 for 299 that includes the string trimmer attachment and the blade edger attachment, that would be my absolute number one recommendation uh, for you to get started if your budget is only $1,000, because that's only going to eat up $300 of that budget uh, and you get, uh, you know... Uh, That's a machine with two attachments, which is basically like having two tools uh, to start off with. Uh, The other thing I'm going to mention that I forgot to mention uh, there at the onset of the podcast was uh, the prices I'm quoting, of course, are all pre-tax. And I'm not going to include tax in the $1,000 budget because the tax rates differ from state to state. Uh, you know, you have some states, obviously, that will have all different ranges of taxes all the way to, uh, you know, a state like Oregon uh, that has no sales tax, uh, where the price that I'm quoting is the price that you would pay out the door. So, you know, it depends on uh, that. So we're not going to include any of the sales taxes uh, in that $1,000 budget. So $299 for the PAS 225. Next, you're going to need a blower. And, uh, you know, this one is by far the easiest choice for me because uh, I'm going to quote you exactly uh, what I use every day in my own lawn care business and have used every day since 2017. And that is another uh, Echo uh, piece of equipment, the PB2520 handheld blower. And uh, I absolutely love this piece of equipment it is my go-to um you know the efficiency and the uh just ease of use and just to be able to grab it and go um you know you guys follow me you know my uh you know every second counts. Time is money. It's you know what the the whole name of the game is. It's what why you have root density. Why you want to you know uh, have those customers together. Why you want to find efficiencies, uh, because you can make way more money at the end of the day, way more profit by you know focusing in on that stuff. You don't have to have a million customers to service. You can have a smaller a focus of really good customers and make really good profit. If you've got everything dialed in with efficiencies and all that sort of stuff. And uh, you know, the seconds it saves me in my equipment trailer, uh, if you guys uh, know me, you know, my equipment with that side door, how I've got stuff loaded in there and stuff in the back and, you know, to open the trailer, to have to take out a backpack blower, I have to put it on the ground to be able to close the trailer and lock it back up. Then I got to start it, uh, you know, while it's on the ground. Then you got to pick it up, put it on your shoulder, um, you know, go do your blowing, come back, got to set it back on the ground, shut it off, open the trailer door, you know, it, it goes on and on. Whereas with a handheld blower, you know, I can open the door. I don't even have to open it all the way open. I can just open it with one hand slightly, reach in with the other hand, pull out the handheld blower, just put it on my fender beside me. Um, I can close the door, lock it, grab the blower, start walking to where I'm going to start blowing. As I'm walking, I'm getting it started. There's no need to set it on the ground and all that stuff. All those little things repeated throughout the day is a ton of efficiency saved. And then you factor in the fact that the PB2520 handheld blower is the most powerful gas uh, uh, handheld blower that you can uh, purchase on the market today. Uh, It's absolutely fantastic. And the only times now where I've gotten so spoiled by it that the only times I ever use a backpack blower is, uh, you know, in the fall in, you know, the worst times uh, where it's like wet, and, uh, you know, all the leaves are coming down. Uh If it's not leaves coming down, uh, then I'm not using a backpack blower. And even then, uh, there's times in the fall where the just the thought of, hey, I'm going to grab the backpack blower and put in the trailer, then I think, okay, now I gotta, you know, every time I you know, have to stop. I'm gonna have to take out the blower, put it on the ground, close the door, get it started, put it on my back. I a lot of times will be like, you know what? Forget it. I'm just taking the handheld blower, even if it takes me a little bit longer to blow, because you know the leaves are just starting to fall or something like that. I'm still fine with it because you know it's gonna balance out, and it's just way more comfortable than throwing something on my back and all that sort of stuff. I just love handheld blowers. I think they're absolutely fantastic. And, you know, part of that is the fact that the power that this thing puts out is, you know, absolutely uh, fantastic. When I uh, had that equipment stolen, uh, you know, part of what they stole was a, a steel backpack blower that I had and the And the other thing that I had in the trailer at the time was a steel handheld blower shredder vac. So the handheld blowers that have the shredder vac combo thing on it. And I had that in the uh, trailer as well. And they stole that. So, you know, when I had to get back to mowing uh, the next day uh, and I needed something right away uh, while I waited for insurance, I thought, you know what, instead of buying the backpack blower right away because it's quite expensive, I'll just go buy another handheld blower vac uh because i'll need that anyways but it's cheaper for me to buy out of pocket for right now until the insurance comes through uh and i can just use it as a handheld blower now and then when the insurance pays out then i'll use uh, you know i'll buy another backpack blower um so for that year um between the time my trailer got stolen to the time where I started using Echo equipment, um, I was using the Still uh, SH56C uh, handheld uh, blower vac combo, and I was using it as in blower mode to blow. Uh, so when I went to the Echo version, the PB2520, it was a huge difference. The amount of power there was no comparison between the Still and the uh, the Still 56C uh, SH56C as a blower configuration versus the uh, PB2520 was way more powerful. Like it's completely noticeable. Uh, so because it's so powerful, it's just made it so much easier. Uh, and the fact that you can pick this up, uh, with your $1,000 budget at the Home Depots in the USA for $149. That I think is absolutely, uh, insanity. Um, knowing what I know, using it day after day since, uh, 2017 and it's now, uh, 2020. Uh, so a good, uh, you know, uh, three years of use, uh, with that, uh, blower. And I, like I say, my, one of my most favorite pieces of equipment, uh, and I just use it every day and it's been Completely reliable. Haven't had any issues in it uh, with using just regular fuel and uh, Echo's uh, Red Armor oil in it. Uh, Same with the trimmer. Um, You know, all of my Echo gear is just uh, regular gas, uh, and uh, uh, I think it's what is that, 87 octane regular, 87 that they say you shouldn't be using. You should be using higher uh, fuel, but. just goes to show again how reliable it is. I just use the regular gas with uh, Echo's Red Armor oil and, you know, ultra reliable. Haven't had uh, any issues uh, with any of it. So that covers the trimmer system that I would get the PAS uh, 225 with the uh, string trimmer attachment. And the uh, blade edger attachment for $299, and then the uh, blower, the PB2520, for $149. So you have just spent uh, $450 approximately of your $1,000 budget. So I'm just gonna take a quick uh, break, and uh, then we'll get into uh, what mowers I would recommend. uh, to uh, round out uh, this system.
0: Hey, Lawn Care Nation. Want to kickstart your lawn care business in the right direction? Introducing the Lawn Care Business Success Academy and the How to Price Lawns Profitably course. Save yourself the time and headaches of trying to figure out how to price lawn mowing jobs properly on your own. Learn about knowing your numbers and how to set a profitable hourly rate in five steps. Discover the five things to consider before quoting a lawn. What to look for when you're out in the field, how to spot red flags, and what questions to ask prospective clients. Then learn how to put it all together and the best way to present a quote. So if you're ready to get your business on the road to profitability, then head over to LawnCareBusinessSuccessAcademy.com.
1: Okay, so... Uh... That, uh, as you guys know, uh, was the Lawn Care Business Success Academy uh, that I launched a few weeks ago. And just a reminder that uh, until the end of July uh, 2020, July 31st, 2020, uh, you can get 20% off uh, the first uh, course uh, that I put out, the How to Price Lawns Profitably course, by entering uh, discount code Early bird uh, at the uh, secure PayPal checkout. Uh, so that'll get you 20% off of uh, the uh, regular price of uh, the how to uh, price lawns profitably course uh, in the lawn care business success academy until July 31st. So uh, time is uh, running out if you want to get into uh, that course uh, with a 20% uh, discount. So back to our uh, topic here. We have uh, spent $450 of our $1,000 budget. And the last piece of the puzzle for our three piece uh, equipment uh, package uh, in a $1,000 budget to start a basic lawn care business with uh, would be a lawnmower. And uh, with this, uh, again, like I said, uh, we're going to be we're you know, still shopping at the Home Depot here and, uh, you know, thinking about, uh, uh, what mower to get. And with this, there's going to be, uh, quite a bit of leeway. Uh, so I would say, I'm not going to give you an exact mower recommendation, um, because there's just so many models, uh, and so many, uh, different brands, but I will give sort of two, uh, general, um, you know, trains of thought or two sort of general directions to point you into. And that is uh, with the remaining $550. What I would do personally, is I would uh, head to your local Home Depot. You know, you can check out the website first, sort of get an idea of what's available. Uh, But you know, you want to get your hands on it Even if you can't mow a lawn with it, uh, you know, at Home Depot, but, you know, just sort of get your hands on it, get a feel for it, see the comfort of it, how the handle is, you know, how high it is, all that sort of stuff uh, to your height and all that sort of stuff. But I would say, look at any Honda mowers or any Toro mowers that uh, that's the two that I would focus on. I wouldn't look at anything else. Don't look at the MTDs, don't look at the whatever, you know, multitude of other uh, brands there are, focus in on the two. And you know, if you have any sort of preferences uh, for these, uh, for any reason, like say you're uh, a big fan of Honda engines, uh, for the reliability and that sort of stuff, then you know, you might lean towards, uh, the Hondas, uh, in that, uh, respect. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, great, um, Honda mowers available, uh, in that price range. Uh, and the same with Toro. If you're a big Toro fan, uh, then, uh, you know, that's where I would lean to. Of course, uh, you guys know I use XMark uh Home Depot doesn't sell Xmark and Xmark only makes uh that top tier of commercial equipment. They don't make uh, the you know sort of uh, more affordable grade stuff. Uh so that sort of puts it out of the question and that's why I'm not uh you know uh, recommending Xmark uh equipment in that uh, particular uh response, but I guess Toro is about as close uh to Xmark as possible seeing as uh, Toro owns Xmark. Uh so you could lean towards the Toro uh, as well. And I guess, you know, what you could look to, uh, or or like, what are your needs? Uh, do you want, uh, what types of mowing are you going to do? Are you going to be mulching? Are you going to be, uh, uh, bagging? Do you need uh, a mower that has say a side discharge on it? That might preclude some of the Honda models. I know some of the Toros have the side discharge. Some of the, uh, you know, um, Honda models may not have a side discharge, um, You know, in the certain price ranges and stuff. Uh, the other thing is the self-propel system can be a huge, um, you know, uh, game changer. I know a ton of people are absolutely enamored, um, with, uh, Toro's, uh, personal pace system that they say that is the absolute most comfortable, best, uh, self-propel system out there. Uh, so, that might be, you know, a, a factor for you, uh, versus the Honda's system on their, uh, you know, more residential grade mowers, uh, where it has those sort of like looking butterfly, uh, type, uh, levers, uh, by the top handle, uh, for the self propel. So, lots of different factors. There's, uh, ones, you know, different um self-propel systems, like I said, as far as the handles go in comfort, but there's also some mowers that are like um uh, front wheel drive, some of them are rear wheel drive, uh, some of them are all wheel drive. Uh and uh, you know, one of the things I would say here in this sort of range of mowers is if possible, um stay away from the front wheel drive uh mowers. Uh my sort of thinking is that they go, you know, no Self-propel. Then the next sort of range is self-propel. They're front-wheel drive and then the sort of more higher end ones are self propelled with rear wheel drive. Now the reason I say um, go with a rear wheel drive is because if you ever have to bag lawns, if you ever have to put weight in the rear of that mower and you have a front wheel drive mower, they don't tend to do as well. Uh the front wheels tend to slip uh whereas um you know it's the whole uh uh you know think back to uh you know uh, snowy days with a two-wheel drive vehicle uh you know a pickup truck or something like that and you've got the engine with all the weight in the front but you've got a two-wheel drive pickup with an empty bed in the back and it starts fishtailing and all that sort of stuff because all the weight's in the front it's the same sort of principle if you're going to be mowing if you're going to be bagging lawns and that bag is going to be getting heavy you want that weight over the drive wheels to add traction you know you're going up a hill a slope or things like that you know you want to be prepared for all of that. And so, you know, I would get at least a rear wheel drive self-propel system. Um, I wouldn't get a mower without self-propel at all. I think uh, you're going to need to self-propel uh, the blade brake clutch system. I think you're going to find only in the commercial uh, models and it's something you can get away with if you absolutely have to uh, have a mower um, that doesn't have a blade brake clutch like most uh, residential mowers won't. It just means that, hey, if you got to go from the front yard to the backyard, you let go of the lever, the mower turns off, and then you're uh, pushing it manually. You know, if you're going over gravel, stuff like that, you're going to have to turn it off uh, to get it over so the blades aren't, uh, you know, spinning while you're over loose gravel, stuff like that. Uh, but, you know, it is something that is doable when you're first starting out to uh, use a mower without a blade-blank uh, clutch. Uh, but that's, uh, you know, what my recommendations would be. Would look at, uh, you know, a Honda mower or a Toro, um, you know, uh, one of the Toro mowers. There's so many of them out there, uh, so many great ones as well. Uh, just perusing uh, the Home Depot um, you know, website there, uh, I was finding some really fantastic, like Toro recycler mowers uh, with self propel, the rear bag, the side discharge, like I had everything that you would need uh, in the like 400 and, uh you know, $50 to $500 range, like it's right in that spot with the rest of that budget of uh, money. And that's what I would do is do something like that. Now, Another little tip, uh, if you're looking for mowers like this and, you know, the Toros, the Hondas, they're going to be the most popular in those, uh, smaller, um, you know, residential grade mowers. So, you know, if, uh, you know, comes the time, Uh, If ever comes the time where you need servicing, you need parts and things like that, and you have to go to the dealer to get them serviced, well, those types of mowers are going to be able to get, uh, you know, parts availability way easier than some other no-name brand, uh, big box store type, uh, you know, mower that was uh, from offshore or something like that. Uh, so I would stick to those two brands only, either the Toros or the, um, Hondas for the smaller residential mowers. If you're going to, you know, get your, uh, your foot, uh, wet in this lawn care and you've only got that $1,000 budget to work with, um, and go from there. Now, a little tip, um, from, uh, the, uh, the home D de- or not the home Depot but from the YouTubes, uh, from, you know, back Uh, You know, at the start of the whole uh, lawn care sort of channels and and guys putting content out. um, A lot of you new guys may have never heard of. A lot of you older guys will have heard of geek to freak He was, uh, you know, somebody uh, who was one of the first guys out there uh, doing uh, lawn care videos and stuff on YouTube. And he would always have, um, you know, Toro mowers, uh, Home Depot special Toro mowers as his uh, 21 inch mowers. But what he did was quite smart. Uh, He would use, uh, he would buy a mower and he would use it, uh, you know, say like a three or $400 mower. He would use that mower as his main mower for 21 inch size for the complete season. At the end of that season, he would take that mower and it would now become his backup mower. And he would head back to Home Depot and buy the exact same mower all over again. And he would take that brand new version and that would become his main mower for that next season. And so he would have a brand new mower for his, you know the next season. And he would have last year's mower last year's main mower as his backup mower. on year three, he would do it all over again, he would go to Home Depot, buy another one of the exact same model. And that would become his mower for the current season of, you know, year three, for example, and year two's mower that he had used last year as his main mower would now become the backup mower. And then the first mower that he bought in year one, which was the backup mower last year, he would then sell and it would still have a bunch of value left on it because he only really used it for one season and it was only kept as a backup mower for one season. So he would sell it. So, you know, he'd get maybe I'm not sure what the case would be, but I would guess maybe half the value back uh, from that mower because it was only really used for one season. And he would do that year after year after year after year. He every year would buy a brand new mower instead of investing in, um, you know, a $1,000 or $1,700 commercial uh, mower, he would do it this way. And by replacing it every year, he always had that reliability because, he always had a fresh brand new mower to use for that season. He had a one-year-old mower as a backup mower, uh, just in case things went wrong. Uh, and then because those mowers had, uh, you know, very little use, only really one season by year three, when it was done as its backup duties, he would sell it and, you know, everything would move down the line like that. So, actually a pretty, uh, genius uh, system to use if you want to go that route as well. Uh, just a way to, uh, you know, continually have a fresh, brand new, clean looking piece of equipment, um, that is ultra reliable because it's only one year old each and every season that you're using it. Uh, you've got a backup more that's, you know, only has one season's use on it and, uh, you're constantly rotating them and, you've got enough value left in them that you're only really uh you know um you know you're getting about half the value back each time you go and sell it. Uh so just a little tip I wanted to share as well if you're in you know that similar situation with uh limited budgets. So I hope uh that uh Episode to help you guys out there. If you're thinking about uh, starting a lawn care business, if you're on the fence, if uh, c- equipment is what's holding you back, uh, and limited resources and a financial, uh, you know, financial situation that you may be in, that uh, you know, uh, having a thousand dollars, I think, is a good uh, attainable number for a lot of people. Uh, you know, to put some money aside each and every week, whatever you can, to try to get to that one thousand dollar you know, sort of savings. Uh, and I'm not going to, um, you know, uh, what would you call it? Uh, I'm not going to encourage you guys to take on, uh, you know, credit and and that stuff too. But I will say that another really cool thing, another cool tip, uh, and I'm not sure if they still do it because I haven't done this in a while. Um, but I know that Home Depot, at least here in Canada, uh, If you sign up for like a Home Depot credit card, and I know, I know, don't get, you know, uh, taken by credit cards and high interest rates. But what the nice thing about Home Depot, what they were doing like every few months basically was that, uh, you know, they would have um, like a promotion, basically, that uh, if you had a Home Depot credit card, whether you signed up for a new one, or you had an existing one, they would do these promotions where it was like, you know, uh, get 0% interest for six months, or 0% interest for one year, even um, on purchases of $450 or more. Uh, And I've, I know this for a fact because I've done it. Uh, and uh, I, you know, would uh, I've bought my uh, John Deere tractors and stuff at Home Depot. I would wait until they would have the one-year promotion. Uh, and I've done this twice, actually, uh, with the two John Deere tractors that I've owned. I would, uh, you know, I had the Home Depot credit card the first year, and I purchased the, the John Deere tractor. As long as the full purchase, it didn't have to be one single item. Um, it just was as long as everything you were buying was $450 or more at that you know at that one time, it, quali- it automatically qualified for this. And basically what it did was you got zero, you had zero uh, payments and zero interest for either six months or one year during these promotions. Um, so as long as you uh, fully paid that $450 or whatever that amount was that you were purchasing. Um, so if you spent $450, or if you spent a thousand dollars, as long as you s- paid that whole amount of that purchase back before the one year was up. So you know, if you made no payments and no interest payments for 364 days, as long as you paid on the 364th day, the full amount back, then that's all you owed. You didn't owe any interest or anything like that. If you let it go even one day past, uh, you know, one year, then you would owe all the accurate interest for the whole year. Uh, So you have to make sure. So what I would do in those scenarios is, you know, I bought my tractor and I would go home and uh, I would set up in uh, my online banking, I would take the full amount, I would divide it by 11 payments because I didn't want to, you know, make sure I didn't, uh, you know, go over uh, the year. So I just did it in 11 payments. I figured out what that was. and then I pre-scheduled payments right out of my bank account to the Home Depot credit card, like 11 equal payments starting on that day that I bought the stuff. So that first payment would go out the next month, the next payment would go out. And by month 11, the final payment would go out and the full amount would be paid off. And there you go. I just bought that whole, you know, John Deere tractor, whatever it was, interest-free and paid for it over the year. So, you know, that's another option is look at promotions like that. And like I said, don't get carried away. Don't use credit cards and buy stuff and not make the payments and things like that. Look for those promotions and stuff. If that, uh, you know, can help you out, you know, using that thousand dollar budget and, uh, you know, uh, doing, uh, say, even, um, you know, 12 equal payments of $100, uh, um, you know, you're going to be or 10 Payments even of $100, you're going to pay off that uh, uh, $1,000 back uh, in 10 months interest free, if they have those promotions. If it's six months, then of course, you're going to have to, uh, you know, uh, do it differently there uh, with, uh, you know, uh, more money per payment. Uh, but you can do it that way as well. And take advantage of those promotions buying, you know, all of that equipment all at once. And, you uh, you know, getting it paid off within the first year, interest free, and hopefully you're, uh, you know, hungry, and uh, out there uh, getting the work and getting it done. And that should be no issue to pay back, you know, $1,000 uh, of that equipment back. So uh, hopefully that helped you guys out. Uh, that's it for this one, guys. Here's to wish you guys all overwhelming success and freedom in your lawn care business. Bye for now.